This is Pod's Burgers, a podcast chronicling a Bob's Burgers obsession. <laughs> do, do realize that that's how you've been starting podcasts <laughs> for the past like three times. I think it's like a just a um, getting in there. And you're just you're expelling all of the negative energy. And yeah, figuring it out. The good. I think it's kind of like why does my stomach have to be loud when we podcast? Yeah, because it was fine all day, uh, and then I. But started. did you have dinner? Yes, yeah, but then I have dinner every night, it's and it like, doesn't. Do this. It's like fucking. You don't notice it though. I think that's the thing. What? So my stomach's always doing this. Oh, I just. I'm sure. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you just ate really fast. Your dog is very distressed by the fact that his ball is up in there and that. I know. It's too bad, though. He's going to have to get used to it. Because yeah. if he brings it down here, he's going to play with it for two seconds. And then, and then our dog your will dog eat is going to get it. Yeah, I know. That'll... If you want to give him that ball, as long as you're willing to go and take it from her again, if she... He just, he, he's not going to let it go no, he's until not. he gets it. I know. I think that's different. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a good Look, buddy, boy. No, I let you have it. He's a good boy. Um, <laughs> Sir Lloyd. Okay. So uh, how's it going, Jen? <laughs> you just made him come closer. <laughs> Is basically what you did. Well, you know what? I think it's fine. Uh, it's you're fine. Just gonna have to deal with it. Um. So, yeah, it's 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 good. It's real good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Took took mom to the doctor mm-hmm. this week. How'd that go? The way it normally does. Uh, what did she? Did she didn't comment on the size of her, your breasts? Did she? Mm, not that I can recall. Okay, that's good. But um, I knew that we were in for something when. She could not remember which building it was, even though she had just been there. Okay. And was this a follow up for her uh surgery? Yeah. She had oral surgery. Um, I uh, drove, I mean, it wasn't like I don't remember how to get there. Mm -hmm. It was literally like here is a choice of three wildly different looking buildings. Mm-hmm. pick one of them mm-hmm. that is the one you've been in before. Mm-hmm. I can understand if they were very similar buildings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't look anything. And she kept saying, no, not this one. This one's a church. And I kept saying, it's not a church. There are orthodontists and real estate agents. <laughs> yep. Yep. It turned out it was the one she insisted was a church. Did you go to the other two before you ended up going to that one? I mean, I didn't go to the building. I just drove back and forth on a really uh, busy, painful road Mm. for a while. Anyway, and then when we got inside, Mm -hmm. she, uh, she remembered the fish tank. This is where the fish lives. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then... She kept saying when he brought me here, but I kept saying, who brought you? And then she would change the subject. <laughs> what? Okay. So there's only two he's in our family who live nearby enough to take her to the doctor, right? Uh, well, sure. But it could have been, you know, the, the chauffeur of the home she lives in. Oh, that's true. They do have a van. Boy. So. No. Thank you, buddy. Um... 
I don't know why, but she wouldn't answer that question. And then... And she never did? No. So we will never know the answer to who he was. Yeah. I think it was Jim, but I don't know. Was it God? It might have been. Okay. Could have been Jesus. Uh, You know, Jesus would have taken a bike. Could have been W.C. Fields. It could have been. Anyway, then when... then. It could have been, uh, oh, crap, with Truman Capote? Yeah, yeah. could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, All of those people are dead. Then we went inside, and when the woman, the nurse, came to get us, to take us back, she had a very, very low, husky voice, like, noticeably so. Mm-hmm. Like Oh, dear. Like, oh, God. Maybe there was something... Like uh, she'd had a surgery on yeah, her? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as we were going in through the door... It's dog insanity tonight. My dog is like wandering the halls right now. Anyway. As we were going in through the door with the nurse... Uh, she asked how mom was and mom said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. How about you? You sound like maybe you're sick, mm-hmm. which it's like, just don't, con- you know, mm-hmm. cause also sure. she had a huge scar on her neck. Oh dear God. And it wasn't something you could miss. And I just kind of cringed and the woman said, Oh no, I always sound like this. You don't remember. Um. And mom said, no, I, d- I don't remember at all. And she said, yeah. It, this is this is actually really interesting, though. The nurse was born mute. She made no noise until she was six weeks old, and then she just started making noises. And she is a biological wonder. She is in uh, a lot of uh, like medical. Are you fucking kidding me? Documents because she. This is how she explained it. I haven't really looked into it, but she said she speaks using a muscle. Instead of like vocal cords, instead of vocal cords. Holy shit. And she said that it's something she taught herself as an infant. Oh my God. And I said, you had a lot of things to say. And and baby, you was like, this is happening. Yeah, Fuck this noise. (laughs) I mean, fuck this. No noise. Then mom kept talking to me about how long the surgery was and how long she was in there. Hmm. And she asked the nurse, how long was the surgery? And the nurse looked in the records and said, um, 12 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's terrible. Hold, please. That's better. That's better. Is it? Is it better? Got the dog a new, new ball. Anyway, and then she argued with the nurse. That it wasn't 12 minutes. <laughs> okay, well, you know, whatever. We should have just told her it was like 14 hours and just let it go. I know, it's very um, it's very mentally and um, also physically exhausting to take mom places sometimes. Yeah. I finally had to tell her, she has no reason to lie to you, mom. <laughs> no reason. Why would she make this up? And she said, oh, I don't think... She's lying. I just wonder if they wrote it down wrong. Okay. And both the nurse and I kind of looked at each other and then just... Yep. Just let that Just go. moved on. Yep. You just, you just move along. But apparently I said, Mom, were you on just all kinds of drugs when I, you had this done? Because 
that that nurse's voice is not something you forget. No, no. She, you don't forget what an entire building looks like. She had to have been on all kinds of drugs. And, and she apparently doesn't remember who he was. God. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's so fun. What about you? Yeah, I'm good. You know, I just... Just hanging in there. That uh, that snowstorm we had on Monday just mm-hmm. about killed me. Mm-hmm. And uh, then work's just been a little zany. And um, just trying to sort out the whole house situation. And yeah. That, that's about it for me. That's a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. Anyways. Shall we start? Yeah, I mean, I don't... What? We haven't what? talked about Michael McDonald in forever. I know, but... We should start first, and then if we want to talk about those things, we can, right? Isn't that kind of... I guess. I, I haven't had any Michael McDonald experiences, so... Yeah. You have to kind of wait and let them come to you. Mm-hmm. So... Um, okay. Um, okay. Well, hi. Hi, friends. It's Pod's Burgers. Here we are. We're, we're doing this. I'm Jen. I'm Brittany, and we're back on track, mostly... I mean, it's it's Sunday, which is our regular recording yeah. night. I just get really concerned about when I move like a whole five minutes away from you about yeah. how well this is going to work. No, you have to. No, you have to. Uh, I will. You know I will. Tonight we're going to be talking about the Helen Hunt. Yes. Uh, last week, Brittany referenced that we would be doing one of the new episodes, but not the one that aired last Sunday. But then, surprise, there wasn't there one. There wasn't one. There isn't one until February. I think it's next. Is it next weekend or the weekend after? Um, I'm pretty sure it's the following week because I think it's the 10th. Oh, my God. That's some bullshit. I don't know. I could look it up. But um, so who knows what we'll talk about the next time. We still have never talked about tween entrepreneurs. That's never going to be easy for me to say. We should probably do that one then. Yeah, I guess so. You didn't, um, you didn't love it? I, I mean, I I loved it more than other shows, but not as much as other Bob's Burgers episodes. But maybe watching it again will change my mind. Um, Sometimes that happens. Yeah, there are a few episodes that I that that's happened for me, and it's 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 been real good. Uh, so we have Teddy here with us tonight um, because this is a a. Teddy focused episode. Teddy centric. We we do love our Teddy. Okay. Um <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I thought that went without saying. Yes. We love our Teddy. We do. We really do. Um okay. Do you have any housekeeping? Um I just had a couple of things. Um I just saw another article I don't think it was recent. I think it just popped up on my feed and it was older about the movie. So I'm pretty jazzed about that whole situation. Yeah. So um, do you remember when is the projected release date for that? 2020. I am down. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited. Take about your time. That. We want it to be good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You do the thing. Um, and then I did see one other thing. Um, I mean, you you look at AV Club a lot, so you probably already saw this. In fact, most people have already seen this. But did you see the um, the the picture that the guy painted? Oh yeah, it was shared in the Bob's Burgers fan right. club on on Facebook. Yeah, I think by the man first. Um, but anyway, go on and explain it. 
Explain. So it's basically, I mean, they've done these for other shows, um, most notably for The Simpsons. They, they do the whole spread of all of the characters, like, like to the nth degree um, of all of the characters that show up in Bob's Burgers. And they're all standing on Ocean Avenue in front of the, the, um, the restaurant. And it's, it's really interesting because um, it's not like your typical... Um, I, I don't think I've seen the one, at least not re- recently, of The Simpsons, but this one includes things like um, things from Hallucinations... Um, the the toilet that was voiced by John Hamm OT, is in the it. outside toilet. Yep, it's uh, Topsy. Yeah, it's all in there, and it's just amazing. I mean, I could stare at it for hours. Did you see that Lauren Bouchard saw it and retweeted it? I saw that um, there was another. I think it was a writer or a producer, uh, Simon Chong, mm-hmm. actually retweeted tweet. Re- yeah, the, but Lauren Bouchard, that. the Lauren Bouchard. Oh, yeah. uh, retweeted it and said, uh, because it was originally posted with the caption, all of the speaking, the c- characters that had speaking parts. And he re- retweeted it and said, not just characters with speaking parts. I'm looking at you, lobster balloon that Bob and Linda right. stare at when they're high. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see that Topsy is back with the living. Right. And I thought it was, uh, that's, a, that's a really good point. Yeah, the article says, um, from Taff and Little King Trashmouth in one corner to Kiki the Capybara and John Ham voiced talking toilet in another, and the to- John Ham voiced talking toilet in another, it's a sort of Where's Waldo game of capoeira masters, sexy puppets, and elitist pony enthusiasts. Also, a murdered elephant, a holiday monster, and at least one Rudy of regular size. There's a lot of su- fun stuff to pick out here and great episodes to reminisce over is the point we're trying to make. Really good. Yeah, I spent some time um, thinking of random characters like Sazerac, the magician who farted on the meat. Yep. Um, in Tina, Pres- Presto Tina O. Um, and then spending time trying to find them. And every person I could think of uh, that, you know, that I came up with, I, I found so in good. that painting. It it, it's really incredible. I think that would be lovely to own mm-hmm. if he does prints of those. Do you, by any chance, have the name of the artist? His name we is should say? Bob. Um, hold on. Do, 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 do. Hold, please. Holding. Do, do. And now it doesn't want to load. Hold on. All right. Here it is. All right. All right. His name is Bob Jacobson. Bob Jacobson. Good old Bob. Super talented, and thank you so much. We love it. Um, was that your only? Yeah, I think that was it. So, What you got? Show me what you got. Uh, Really quick things. Uh, listener friend Kara mm-hmm. gave us a yoga jumpsuit uh, update. There's another sneeze. Uh, it's changing her life. Yep, I know. She wears them everywhere. I, I do she too. She wears them to work. Yep. She wears them to the bar. Yep. I mean, where would you not wear your yoga jumpsuit? It's, I, I have not found a place thus Mm-mm. far. Mm-mm. If I went to church, I would wear it to church. Maybe somewhere that you had to quickly be able to pee. Uh, that's a bar, and I wear it to bars. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Um, so all I'm saying is yoga jumpsuits. Yes. I mean, 
That's really all I'm saying. Super fab. Uh, I had forgotten I bought one with long sleeves. Did I mention that before? No. I have one with long sleeves. Brilliant. Yeah, right. Because it's cold right now. I am on it. Um, The other thing was listener Lara, Lara. Listener friend. Lara. Listener friend, sorry. Yes. Um, Who I still want to call Laura, Lara, Lara. Let's just call her Laura. Finally got back to me, though. Oh, okay. And? Her name is, definitively, Lara. Lara. And she specifically said, not Laura. Lara. Lara. Yep. Yep. Hi, listener friend Lara. There. Thank God. And if Jesus you haven't been, as well. If you haven't been listening to the podcast since the beginning, this is going to be very confusing. But. We just didn't know how to say her name. We'd only seen it written. Yeah. So, but it's Lara. important. Like, ah, Lara. Lara. Mm-hmm. I can remember that now. Okay. Uh, other than the conversation that Mark and I had this morning about whether he would date me if I were a chicken. Again? Yeah, because we got way more in detail. That You guys, I'm not even... Way I'm more in detail. Not even exaggerating. They've had this conversation before. And as well as, would you date me if I didn't have lips? Yeah, and <laughs> would, would you be upset if I pooped in a movie theater? Mm-hmm. His answer to that was, it, it depends on whether you did it on purpose or not. And I said, which one of them would make you not date me anymore? And he said, I on, don't know. On, <laughs> I would imagine on purpose? I'm just, I'm going to go with that. Anyway... We got really in detail. He got these are the he gets, things he gets really anxious and upset when I give him these theoreticals. So does Chris. He came back at me with that he was a worm that hung out with me and had his hair and oh, like wrote that. nice love letters. He said, and I quote, in worm on the wall. Okay, and he so he like holds a pen with his tail. He said he used his mouth and used you know. Whatever. Oh my God, that's like so annihilation. It is. And I, I thought that was unfair because the chicken I proposed to him was exactly me except a chicken. Wait. And he said, exactly, you're a chicken. And I said, yes. And he said, you have a beak. And I said, yes. And he said, and talons. And I said, yes. But this voice comes out of the chicken. All of my are hopes your, and dreams and memories and the way that I talk. Are the same? Uh, no, the only physical attribute that carries over to the chicken is my hair. You have hair? My 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 are actual like, hair. Are you like one of those chickens in um <laughs> inspired by motherfucking chickens? Yes. Yeah. And uh he finally said, "Yes. Yes, I would yes, I would date you if you were a chicken." And I said, "Really?" I mean, really? And he said, "Yes, you have all of your memories and everything." And Wait. I said, "Yes." And and if he's in a if he's an adult male and he would date a chicken. That's exactly me with my hair, except a chicken. Okay. I don't want to... I didn't mean to tell this story. <laughs> I don't want to cause too much angst for, for Mark, but did he know you before you were a chicken or did he meet you as a chicken and fall in love with you, you like know, that? I didn't, I didn't... Okay, it's fine. It's fine. I Let's move on. That. <laughs> okay. Other than that, what? I kind of feel like he wouldn't have fallen in love with me if I were a chicken. That's to begin what with. I think so too. Because as yeah. much as people want to talk about how it's not physical, 
It's physical. You don't fall in love with a chicken. I'm sorry. There's there's a certain physical aspect to it in that it kind of has to be your species. Because <laughs> for you know most what? people, yes, the, sh- the Shape of Water is a terrible movie, and I've never seen it. Fight me. I won't fight you. You're mean. Uh, I don't remember where I was. I I truly did not mean to tell the chicken story, but whatever. I told it. Beware, beware, Chris, the archivist (laughs) for the the chicken dating thing coming your way. Um, Okay, cool. So uh, your turn to recap, yeah? Yeah, I wrote it down. Yeah, sweet. I love it. Do it. I I, I have to do it now. Jen, do it. Okay, once again, the episode is The Helen Hunt. Yes. Um, You you all may remember that Helen... Uh, was first introduced in House Trap. Mm-hmm. I always want to call it House Pest. It's not. It's House Trap. Are you trapped in your hair right now? Uh, I mean, the poor chicken yeah. that would end up with my hair. Because the chicken won't have arms but to be able to... But talons. No, but okay. to reach... It would cut its hair off. Because my hair... Damn. Mind of its own. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, um... Helen was first introduced in Housetrap. In that episode, uh, Teddy went to work on her beach house, and it was kind of a mystery episode. Murder mystery. We talked about it a little bit in our Teddy episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, And... I like the episode very much because it features high Bob. Mm -hmm. Yes. Bob while high. Yes. And... The idea was that Helen may or may not have murdered her husband. Yes, because he was wealthy. Right. So Helen is back. And Helen is awful. Um, so this episode. So, so Teddy has been back working long hours at Helen's beach house, and he feels like they're getting a lot closer. Yep. They even shared a few sunsets, mm-hmm. and Teddy is fairly certain that they were both looking at the sunset at the same time at least once. Mm-hmm. Um, so romantic. The family encourages him in his crush on Helen, except Bob, who, you know, can't be bothered. Uh, but the work that he's been doing at Helen's house is mainly looking in chimneys and air ducts. Is that a euphemism? Okay. Sorry, I had, a mouthful, I, I had a mouthful of wine. Pause for euphemism. I always ask, I, well, I actually always say not, not a euphemism because I say a lot of things that are. Um, Helen thinks that her late husband has hid something valuable somewhere, and apparently he hid things in vents and chimneys, um, according to Louise, because that's what you do when you totally trust your wife who definitely didn't kill you. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing that Helen is trying to find is a netsuke. Um, I had to look it up. Oh, I can tell you what it is. Uh, Okay. okay. I mean, I do now because I looked it up. Oh, okay. I just, that was something that I just happened to know. Oh. Um, it, it's the, um, so back in, um, I guess you could call it 17th ancient. 17th century. Yeah, it wasn't ancient. So 17th century Japan, um, the kimonos and then the male versions of kimonos, I can't remember what they're called. Um, they didn't have pockets. And so in order to have things, uh, to carry things, you would have to tie little um, vessels 
to uh, your your OB. What Brittany means by vessels is a pouch or a basket. Okay, vessels. So hoity-toity. Yes. Anyway, so um, but the end of the cord that you would use to tie it to your belt was um, the netsuke, and it was a little carved um, bead, I guess, essentially that would just fasten the end and keep things from sliding off, and it they. They were very utilitarian, and then they became very fancy mm-hmm. as time went on, and so very valuable. Yeah, um, I just wrote a small carved figure invented in the 17th century to help secure the cords of Japanese men's purses. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so you got a lot Sorry. better I, explanation from her. I, I, I did a stint for a while back about um, Japanese history when um, I was reading all of the death poems and all of that. So mm-hmm. that was just... It's actually uh, spelled, it looks like Netsuke. Netsuke, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's pronounced Netsuke. Mm-hmm. I actually looked it up several places. Yes. And uh, that's actually Tsuke, that, that spelling, Suke, mm-hmm. is pretty common ending to a lot of Japanese words as well. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, this Netsuke, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it like the uncultured American that I am. No, you say it fine. That's uh, fine. Is two snails intertwined, which is maybe not beautiful, but seems consensual. According to Louise. Uh, Teddy mentions uh, the apartment building that Larry, who is Helen's uh, deceased husband... Um, he mentions an apartment building that Larry owned and, uh, called the DeMont. And I'm not, I know I romanticize things like this, but I love that apartment building. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're going to get way into that. Yeah. So very and, much part of my notes. the fact that everything leaks and yeah. yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. So apartment building, the DeMont owned by Larry is a couple blocks from the restaurant. Uh, near the stop sign with the testicles graffitied on it. Yep. Chris turned to me and goes, the what? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, the testicles graffitied on it. Yes, it's important. Um, Louise suggests that perhaps the Netsuke is hidden there. Um, So Linda suggests uh, that Teddy goes to search that building to find the Netflixie, as -hmm. she calls it. I have a whole list of all the things that she calls the Netsuke. And... uh, Finding it would score huge points uh, with Helen. Um, so Louise wants to find it so she can make some money off of it, as of per usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the family wants to help Teddy find love. So, except Bob, who again is just can't be kind of whatever. Yeah. Um, but they close the restaurant early and go with Teddy to the building to to search. Yep. Um, Teddy, Linda, Louise, and Tina go to Kathleen's apartment and we'll talk about uh, Bob and Jean in a minute because that's the B story. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tina decides that Teddy and Kathleen should be together instead of Helen because that's totally the case. Yeah, I be- mean, because that's Kathleen, totally the case. Kathleen is awesome. Kathleen is amazing and we will be talking more about so Kathleen. Soothing. Um, Linda still wants Teddy and Helen to get together. Uh, mm-hmm. So Tina and Linda decide to compete to see who can get him together with their choice. Yeah. Do you think that maybe Linda wanted um, Helen to be the one because she's rich and because she has the house that both of them want? Well, Linda's, uh, I think Linda's thing, I mean, that certainly was part of it. I think Linda's thing is just, you know, Helen was the one that they know. Yeah. And, you know, when she's giving the reasons, her wealth comes into it. But I don't think it's because 
Linda particularly cares about wealth so much as I think that she cares about Teddy's well-being and she thinks that Teddy will be well cared for. Mm. Yeah. With, okay. with uh, that's my theory anyway. Yeah. And then she gets to be in the house. Right. And exactly. I want that house. And yes. Bob says, I want it first. Because <laughs> they were obsessed with that house. Really? He's in um, the boats now. So, uh, so Helen shows up. She had come there to uh, search that building as well. Um, Kathleen lets them know that Larry had had an apartment in that building, something that Helen did not know, even though she pretends to know. Because Helen is horrible. It, yes. I actually <laughs> actually have something very similar to that written here in a minute. Um, they go to search it, search Larry's uh, apartment, and Helen says that she'll give a, a $50 reward to whomever finds the Netsuke. Yeah. Um, Tina and Linda continue to battle, and Louise continues to try to find the Netsuke. Mm-hmm. Tina and Louise eventually find it in a fake pipe in a hallway, but Tina convinces Louise to rehide it so there's more time to get Kathleen and Teddy together. Yep. Uh, Linda finds out where it is and tells Teddy they go to get it and accidentally throw it down the broken elevator shaft um, in the building. It's, it's a beautiful old filigree. Yeah. The kind that has the gates that open and close and needs an elevator operator. Yeah, I actually, um, Brittany and I and and other members of our family and, and, and some of our friends were lucky enough to go into uh, Club 33 at Disneyland. A couple of times because we have awesome, awesome connections. Yeah, our uh, delightful uh, brother-in-law knew someone who uh, got us in there, and uh, what, a, what a kind, good lady that was. Yes, yeah. And uh, it's it, if you don't know what Club Thirty Three is, it's the hidden club inside of Disneyland. It's actually in New Orleans Square. And uh, if you go to Club Thirty Three, which you probably can't because you have to know somebody or be a member, and it's extremely expensive to be a member. Very. It's on a bunch of lists of places that uh, you will probably never get to go in your lifetime. And I'm not saying that to you guys. I'm saying that that's what the list is called. Yeah, it's you know. But we've actually been there. I think three times. Twice. Uh, I've been only twice. That's true. And uh, um, they actually have moved the entrance to Club 33 since yes. the last time we went, which yes. is kind of bullshit. But. Well, they they completely uh, demolished a portion of the inside and redid it. When we went, it was the way that it had originally been designed and built by Walt Disney himself. Yes. And there was this gorgeous, ancient elevator that looks very much like the elevator yes. in this episode it went that up we like one floor yeah that we all piled into because there were probably eight of us yeah and kind of mashed ourselves into the uh, elevator and took it up because if you have an opportunity to ride in an elevator like that you oh, yeah. take that opportunity yeah. and it was great but the club is amazing it's gorgeous and the food is good and it's the only place in the park that park that you can purchase alcohol. So their, their yeah. wine list was amazing. The thing about it is a lot of times uh, those things are, those types of things are all hype. And, and this one is not, it's not, it delivers. The food is actually incredible. The, uh, the service is amazing. Yeah. The interior is beautiful. They're very kind there. Yeah. When you go in, um, 
they actually, for those of you who've been to Disneyland, have uh, possibly noticed in New Orleans Square, there are balconies that overlook the park that are up on the second floor. They look a lot like um, the iconic uh, Bourbon Street in New Orleans with the the really wrought iron fancy anyway beautiful they're yeah. covered in like mardi gras beads and everything yeah and they and when you go to uh club 33 you can go out on those balconies and stand there and overlook the park and anyway and have people envy you yeah it's, i mean you, you feel know. really special it was really really cool i'm honestly i mean i could go into it some more but we're not in disneyland podcast right no now, i mean so. we could make one because we love disneyland but we anyway do. uh that uh elevator in that episode is is that elevator from Club 33. It's yes. incredible. It's it's beautiful. Um, anyway, so they accidentally throw the Netsuke uh, down the broken elevator shaft because that um, elevator does not work. The shaft is not broken. The elevator's broken. But anyway. The shaft goes into another dimension. <laughs> um, shaft. Ooh, lost my place. Oh, dear lost God. I'll just talk place. about a shaft. Okay, so Teddy goes into the shaft to get it and ends up stuck dangling over the open shaft. Helen doesn't care. She just wants the Netsuke. Everyone else wants to help Teddy. And then the next sentence I wrote is, Helen is just awful. (laughs) Oh my God, did I write that same thing? Hold on, let me just double check. She is just awful. Uh, No, this is what I wrote. Helen doesn't even try not to be awful yeah. through this whole episode. Yeah, not even a little. Um, so Linda realizes that Helen is just awful, finally. Yeah. Um, and Helen, uh, they rescue Teddy, and Helen ends up dropping and chipping the Netsuke, so that's nice. Yeah, and getting attacked by the cat that was um, not the blind guy's cat. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and the blind guy, let's go into B. Well, hold on. Oh, sorry. And uh, Linda uh, finally comes along with the Kathleen situation. She realizes how horrible Helen is and decides that she wants to help with the Kathleen situation. I I really hope Kathleen happens. Me too. Um, Okay, so the B story... Uh, Bob and Jean at the, when they first arrive at the apartment building split off. Um, so what happens is, uh, in order to get into people's apartments to do the searches, they are telling people they're there to do maintenance work. So when Bob and Jean go up to the third floor, um, and knock on this one door, uh, Bob accidentally says pipes instead of vents. Mm -hmm. And so Bob and and Jean end up uh, working on this man, this this adorable, blind, elderly gentleman's sink. Yep. yep. Um, and I cannot tell you enough how much every time Bob and Jean go off and do something on their own, I get giddy. Yeah, because it's not a dynamic you get to see all that often. Know, it's, it's more so about good. Jean's love slash obsession with his mother. Yes. But there's still this incredible, uh, warmth and, 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 and amazing. a bonding. There's yeah. Like his son is so strange, but somehow Bob has found a way to connect with him. Yeah. And Gene genuinely relishes those moments when he is able to have moments with his dad. And yeah. I think it's lovely. I adored so many moments of the B story, but let's talk about the A story and come back yes. to the B story let's because uh, there's a lot to unpack this in the A story. So good. 
Um, oh, you didn't say what kind of wine we're drinking. It's one of you know, our I've most stopped, favorites. I've accidentally, I was thinking about that the other day. I haven't really done it. It's, I think it's because we've um, been drinking sometimes whiskey and sometimes cocktails, but yeah. this is actually Jen's and mine. I don't know if it's still, if it, is it your favorite? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I, a, I'm pretty obsessed with Warren Swift nowadays, but uh, we are drinking a Silver Oak uh, Cab a 2013 um, Silver Oak is a winery in Napa Valley and all they do is Cabernet and it's, it's so good, completely incredible. It's also not cheap. So I normally keep it for, you know, a special occasion, but it's the only bottle of wine I had left in my house. And I was like, you know what? Treat yourself. Yeah, that's right. You guys we're back on track. I am buying a house and you know what? We're going to cheers. And also, we have so many of you amazing listener friends. Oh, my gosh. In fact, uh, no, I'm not going to go off on a tangent. We're going to okay. finish. We're going to finish. Okay. Um, okay. So the A story. A um, couple of things. Speaking of the A story, this was just sent to me by uh, Chris the Archivist. 93,750 pounds, which is U.S. dollars 122,856. And that's a, it's a snail netsuke that he yeah. just sent over to Fine me. Fine wood. That's how much Helen wanted. Um, okay, so Kathleen. Well, first let's, let's talk about the building. So yes. there is particularly uh, Helen's apartment is so cozy... How much do you want to go sit with? I mean, Helen herself is soothing. And eat cold pasta. But I want to go sit and watch television and eat cold pasta with Kathleen. Okay. Is it over and over? Is it weird? Two things. Is it weird that I have never heard of hurling before? Uh, It's not weird to me because I wrote down hurling is puking, you guys. Yeah. But apparently also a sport. (laughs) I wrote down hurling, question mark, question mark, question mark. I've never heard of that. And like we have. We have a, a genuine British person in our family. We could um, ask her about it. Yeah, I think I probably will. Um, and I've known, I mean, we've traveled internationally. I, I played cricket when we were overseas, for God's sake. I've never heard. Come on, who hasn't played cricket? I've never heard of hurling. I've heard of rugby. It. I mean, it looks like lacrosse. Mm. Yeah, she described it as if. Hockey. And, and baseball mm-hmm. and... And something else had a baby. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if it's real or not. And I didn't take the time to look it up. And something. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, We're not really into sportsing, you guys. We're not. But I love the fact that Kathleen, all she wanted to do was eat her cold pasta and watch hurling. And yet she tolerated every time somebody barged into her house. Yeah. I. The thing about um, Kathleen and her apartment is that it in, invokes in me... Or evokes, evokes in me. I think it's evokes. Evokes in me. Uh, the same feeling I had when I was sick, like truly sick, so allowed to stay home. Right. And it was rainy outside. Yeah, it's cozy. And I got to just stay home and wear comfy clothes and not have to deal with anyone except my family. And I got to eat warm buttered toast. And you didn't even have to comb your hair if you didn't want to. I want to live in Kathleen's apartment. Well, and here's the thing. I would actually love to know what Kathleen does for a living. Mm-hmm. But um, the the second thing I was going to say is after the hurling thing, um, 
that hutch that she has in the background with the teacups hanging down, mm-hmm. I don't even like that style mm-hmm. and I want that fucking hutch. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? I do love cold pasta. I do like, too. Like, I legitimately... I, I I think it's a little off-putting that it has sauce on it because cold sauce, not no, so no, much. No. I, but it, just a bowl of cold pasta. Yeah. When I was living with... Throwdown. Uh, when I was living with Jackie in Phoenix in the early 90s, mm-hmm. um, one of the best meals that I ever had, and let's be real, I was poor, so I didn't have a lot of good meals, mm-hmm. but we just ate cold um, spaghetti mm-hmm. and it had the pasta on it. And so when I was watching the pasta them... on it? Sorry, the sauce on it. And so when I was watching that, mm-hmm. that was the thought that came to my head was there's something very comforting mm-hmm. about the fact that you've you know, made something wonderful. I'll tell you what I, was off-putting, uh, the fact that it was in uh, there for two weeks. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say uh, pasta-related Jackie story. Uh, um, so Jackie was... There's a, a lot of them on there. <laughs> Jackie was a friend of ours when we were quite a bit younger. Uh, we lost touch with her for no other reason than just, you know, life. Uh, but she was a huge, huge part of our lives, particularly mine. So big. She, I mean, I lived with her for a while. She taught me how to drive. She, uh, she would do our makeup and our hair and we would, she was a few years older than I was. So she was my age. It was kind of a, kind of an older sister type situation, but she had a, I wouldn't say her home life was stable, but it was certainly more stable than ours was. And so uh, she was able to kind of help me out in certain ways Mm -hmm. that, you know, I didn't get otherwise. But anyway, um, I remember one time this was, you know, when I was older and we had moved from the town where we met her when we were teenagers to uh, Phoenix, Arizona. She called me and said, hey, I'm having a dinner party tonight. Oh, and I, I'd like you to come over and, you know, kind of dress up because it's, you know, cocktails and dinner. And I, I didn't drink at the time. And so I was like, I'll hold a cocktail uh, glass sure. yeah, great. and just, you know, whatever. And I showed Ching-ching. up and I'm wearing, you know, kind of my, my nicer clothing and, and everybody else is kind of Were dressed you wearing up. combat boots? And I, well, of course. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> Always. That's what you did in the 90s. No matter what I was wearing, <laughs> but I was dressed up. Yes. Uh, had my I know, wore combat eyebrows boots. drawn in. and I wore combat boots to a wedding in the 90s. I wore combat boots in a wedding. Yes. I was a bridesmaid. Yes. And I wore a pink and yellow spaghetti strap backless gown with my 20-hole combat boots. You guys. And the bride was totally fine with it. The 90s. All of the other bridesmaids were wearing, you know, strappy sandals. That's good. That's good. Anyway, so. Anyway, I showed up and all of these people are milling about the apartment and holding cocktails. And it turns out that the dinner party, there was no uh, table to speak of in her apartment. So it wasn't actually dinner? We were all very poor. Um, Well, she had food. But I... I legitimately expected there to be a table and us to be sitting and, you know, maybe talking about politics and art and philosophy. And I, I'm sure whatever we were, uh, you know, whatever we could have talked about that stuff. Like but, 20 years old, we uh, were fucking 20 years old, <laughs> but, uh, she, there's anything wrong with that. She opened the microwave no. and there was a pile of, uh, noodles in there that she had, 
uh, stuck cheese on top of. And then stuck butter on top of the cheese and just microwaved it, thinking that the cheese was just going to run down and turn into macaroni and cheese. Oh, my God. And here's the thing. I don't cook. Right. I don't. So I probably would have thought the same thing. But I remember just standing there and staring at it like this is the only food for this dinner party. You may not know how to cook, but I think you do some research before you have sure. a fucking dinner party. Sure, sure. Then later that night, we realized that her one of her gerbils was dead. Oh, like in that episode, the Halloween episode where... where yes. Yes. Well, but nobody... I mean, they it was in the cage. Nobody had, you know... But still. ...sat on it or stepped on it. Jen, but. I'm so excited. I was able to draw this back to Bob's Burgers. <laughs> No idea. Hey, cold pasta was a tie to Yeah, it was. It was. And all I'm saying is I find it very, very comforting. Very. It was was very important. Okay. Anyway. um, Yeah. Stretch it out. Did you happen to look up who Kathleen, who did Kathleen's voice? I did. Because Um, I love her voice. um, Of course I did. And uh, just to uh, remind everybody that Helen is voiced by Caitlin Olson. She also plays another horrible human being in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. She's also on The Mick, which is one of my favorite shows. Is she a horrible person in that too? Uh, I mean, she's kind of like a horrible person with a heart of gold kind of character. Okay, I can get behind that because I just want to like her, but all she does is play horrible characters. You would really like The Mick. Okay. Very good show. I can't... I'm sorry. I can't stand It's Always Sunny. Me neither. Fight me. (laughs) But most people are that way. They either really, really dig it or they really, really hate it. It's too loud. Yes. and it's I'm my grandmother. And they're all awful. Yeah. Anyway, so um, that's Helen's voice, and she does a great job. Um, And then um, Kathleen's voice is Sharon Horgan. And I have not found anything that we would particularly recognize Mm. that she's done, but she is a lovely human being. Mm. And her voice, like, I could listen to her talk forever. Yeah. Isn't that like an American thing, though? With the uh, well, I think it's beyond just the accent. I think just the the lilt of her of her voice. It's it's just yeah, like so, so. It's like it's like when you go and you have one of those massages where they use the warm oil and they pour it onto your scalp. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what it feels like. Yeah, that's her voice. And, and like also, they put a little bit of the um, essential oils, and you smell like lavender, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. wonderful. I haven't had a massage in so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> we just went to another place, you guys. We totally did. Um, but the uh, I was going to say that her her soothingness comes out even when. Okay, here's the thing about Kathleen. Are we talking about Kathleen now? Yeah. Okay. She is so um, she stands up for herself, but is still so kind in many yes. ways. So I feel like she's a, a blend of the way that we talked um, in a prior episode where. You're very, quote unquote, gullible, mm-hmm. and I'm very. It's sus- not quote unquote. It just is. And I'm suspicious. <laughs> yes. And you know she had her boundaries. You obviously could see that she had her boundaries. She yes. would have. She would have said, "All right, everybody, out of my fucking apartment at mm-hmm. some point." Mm-hmm. But she could tell that this was an interesting story. Mm-hmm. So she but offered. Also, sorry. No, she offered cold pasta to the girls, and yeah. like even the part where um, Louise realizes that the pipe. The, mm-hmm. the false pipe in the hallway is where the Netsuke is. Yeah. She does this whole Danny boy thing and yeah. she's like, oh, it's Danny boy. Yes, it's very good. <laughs> it's very good. And it's so darling. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with you that 
I think that Kathleen could definitely stand her ground and, and, you know, make sure that, you know, she doesn't get, she's not a pushover, but I also feel like there is a core of kindness to her. Absolutely. That she, she could go quite a while before she, you know, tells somebody that, and and it would have to go pretty far before she makes somebody leave. I feel like she's the person who would, you know, get you a blanket and a snack. You have to let me believe that nobody's going to take advantage of Kathleen though. I don't think anybody, I don't think Kathleen would let anybody take advantage of her. I feel like I've, no, I just feel like that Kathleen has a, has a high tolerance for other people's needs. Um, yeah, no, I, I think so too. And, um, I think the fact that she has concern for Teddy as another human being, yes, which is what you should do Mm -hmm. and not be like Helen. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, there's just a lot of things about her demeanor that is, it's very kind. Like she explains the sports and she shares her pasta and, you know, she, she wanders around and helps them find the Netsuke. It's just, it's really sort of sweet. And the way she talks about her, um, late husband, mm-hmm. um, the fact that, uh, he was hit by a train, but suing wouldn't bring him back. And also he loved trains. Yeah. Cause you know, <laughs> that's fine. If you love trains, that's a way to go. I hate that. Kathleen went through heartbreak. I know. It makes me sad. But I also feel like uh, she's also a very roll with it kind of personality. Yeah. Where she's just like, okay, this is the thing we're doing now. Yep. Also, she is a lover of some stretchy pants. She sure is. And so, I am too. I mean, I can get behind that. Uh, I do want to talk about, uh, Brittany referenced uh, the the pipe that's in the hallway. The pipes, the pipes are calling. Yes. Uh, and it's the pipe where they, uh, find the Netsuke. Um, the, when they very first find the pipe, it's because, uh, Bob and Jean have gone out to try to fix the uh, blind gentleman's sink. And, uh, Tina and Louise are, are out there kind of, you know, uh, also looking around and they're asking Bob and Jean, what they're doing. And Bob says, I'm trying to figure out these pipes. Uh, these pipes go to the radiator, but I can't figure out this pipe. Where does this pipe go? Um, and Louise says, maybe it goes to your butt, (laughs) which is word for word. Something I would say. Yes. I wrote down. It's so land. It's so so land. Yes. Yes. We so much, uh, well, we love our butts. We do love butts. And you know, the longest time we were not at, even allowed to use the word butt. No. It was bottom. Terrible. Um, but that, I, I loved that because yet another way that I feel like I can completely relate with the Belchers. Absolutely. As well as the end credits, which we'll get to. Yes. Um, uh, the other line that really delighted me in that scenario uh-huh. was uh, Tina and Louise come out of the apartment and they see Bob and Jean and they say, how's it going? And he says, going weird. How's it going for you? <laughs> <laughs> and going weird, I think, is the theme of my life. Oh, so much. So, you know, I loved that line. But I mean, oh, okay, that's B story. We'll come back to it. Uh, yes. <laughs> the, the, scene, the scene where Teddy's trying to unlock the door. Yes. Okay, go ahead. No, no, go. You, you do it. So I'm they're just try- excited. They're trying to do, they're trying to get into a restaurant or a restaurant. 
they're trying to they're get trying in, to get into a restaurant, and it's weird because <laughs> that's nothing to do with the episode. But also, they own one. They try. <laughs> they're trying to get into an apartment on the second floor, and Teddy has this whole huge ring of keys. So he's struggling and struggling and struggling and like screaming and grunting. And Linda and Helen are like, "What's going on?" And he finally gets the door open. And he says, here's 2B, currently empty, only not. Hello, sir, you look terrified. (laughs) I did wonder, though. I spent a lot of time thinking about this. Jen thought a lot about this. And I always say, it's true, I did. Um, Where, you know, Teddy was struggling with that for quite some time. Yeah. That man just sat on his couch and let it happen. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking terrified. (laughs) I mean, I would have at least maybe hidden behind the couch, but he's just... No, I would have gotten open back. the door and been like, what the fuck? That actually happened. Don't open. Don't open the door if that happens. Don't uh, promise me you will not open the door if well, that happens. Well, Chris did. That uh, actually different. happened. That happened to us. So when we put in our notice at our apartment downtown... Um, this apartment was such a fucking joke. So they'd gone through like 14 different um, property companies and like 14 different office managers. And so this was like, I don't know if she was a new person or a temp, but we'd put in our notice and Chris is sitting there in our apartment and he hears keys in, in the door and he goes over and he opens the door and he goes, may I help you? And the woman who's there is like, Oh, I was going to show them the apartment. We didn't know that you were here. She doesn't apologize. And also, like, did they think you had moved out or just that you weren't home? It doesn't. Because they can't just, I mean, I guess they can. That's what I'm saying. Legally, they can, but that's not. And Chris was like, the fuck? Yeah. That's (laughs) not. uh, Yeah. Don't go traipsing through my house. Yeah. So anyway, Um, terrified man was not Chris. Chris was pissed. No. (laughs) I'm just saying, have you never watched I Survived? Well, I wouldn't. Okay, I would yell through the door, go the fuck away. I mean, and try to make your voice as low as possible. Go the fuck away. It's hard to be a lady. Um, yeah. Chris, also, it's amazing to be a lady. Two it's a, things. It is. I really like being a lady. Do you want more wine? I would, please. Go on. Um, yeah. Chris, as a giant tattooed pissed man opening up the door, I guess maybe the girl just wet her pants. I have no idea. So... Don't. I don't know. Maybe she was like, I do what I want. If it had been Teddy, I feel like maybe Chris would have been a little bit more accommodating because Teddy would have been at least, hey, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, this girl was just a bitch. Uh, that was horrible. She wasn't a bitch. She just didn't handle the situation right. Yeah. Let's try to have some empathy, Brittany. I am. I am right now. Um, so the only other thing that I wanted uh, to talk about was open up tenants. We need to search your holes. <laughs> See, Jean gets it. <laughs> I love it so much. Yes, Jean gets it. Oh, Jean. That's, okay. Is that the only other thing? Nope. That yeah. That's all I have for the A story. All right. Are you guys ready? Netscape. Netscape. Netflixy. Nutski. Netty Potski. Netsadoodle. Netslinky. Napster and Nescafe. Nescafe. I was hoping you got that one. Yep. That was a really good one at the yes, end. Yes. Almost, it just kind of almost went right by you there at the nope. end. I was writing every one of them down. I love Linda so and, much. Okay, so here's the thing. Chris did point out, he's like, I feel like Linda does that a lot. 
mm-hmm. where she just doesn't yes. know words. Oh, yeah. And that's what I thought. Yeah. I was like, yes, that's, that's her thing. The first time I can remember it is sexy dance fighting. Uh, when she can't, uh, remember Troca de Cordois, which it's hard for me to remember too. Yeah. I mean, and also she calls it uh, Tina's karate concert, which <laughs> is what I call every <laughs> event I go to now. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, concert. Okay, so the B story. Um, Love it. So good. It's it's it is. There is not much of it. Uh, it, it is uh, bits and flashes throughout the episode. Even for a B story, it's it's pretty quick, but it's incredible. And uh, the dynamic between Bob and Jean is so amazing. It's so. Um, uh, I think the first time that I, I mean, they've, they've done this before, but the first time that I've seen the dynamic that I was like, I need more of this mm-hmm. was in, um, uh, V for Valentine Detta. Yes. When they're doing the, uh, um, trapeze yes. stuff. Uh, so when they arrive in the, uh, blind elder, elderly gentleman's, uh, apartment, um, they are wholly unprepared for the fact that, Bob has accidentally said pipes instead of vents. They're unprepared for the elderly gentleman to uh, invite them in and request that they do a specific job inside the apartment. So they don't have a backstory. They don't have anything set up. Nope. And Jean lies like I lie. <laughs> oh my God. It's like Apron Boob's face. In the... Apron boobs faces from the Simpsons. The Simpsons. You can't say <laughs> those things out of I'm context. I'm sorry. I did that a lot in this episode. So, um, you know, whatever. Uh, but, I mean, it's an amazing part of a Simpsons episode. Um, anyway, when the elderly gentleman is asking them about, uh, you know, their company... Um, <laughs> Gene tells him that the name of their handyman company is Fleetwood Mac. Well, he, he actually says we're Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. And Bob says, no, we're not. (laughs) And then to cover it up, he says our, yeah, the name of our company is Fleetwood Mac, which is incredible. Yes. I would totally hire Fleetwood Mac to come fix my house. I wonder if, do you think that, um, he ad libbed Fleetwood Mac and then they made the end credits? I don't know. I, it fits I mean, so nicely. Yeah, it could go either way. But Fleetwood Mac, I don't know why, but it sounds like it could be a handyman company. Absolutely. <laughs> so maybe the writers were just like, okay, what is something that, you know, it clearly is not a handyman company, I but could be. if they just do the stream of consciousness stuff where they yeah. just throw things at, at yes. a whiteboard. Uh, but... The gentleman tells them, you know, apologizes that the house is uh, so dark, but he says, uh, you probably have a light, a work light with you. And Bob says, no, it's down in the, tr- in the truck. Oh, good. You, you, you wrote this down too. Yeah. And Jean wrote a, a big butch, butch truck for boys. We both drive. It's <laughs> exactly how I lie because I'm, yeah. I am creative and I, I have done some acting in my past, so I feel like I can act pretty well. But um, when it comes to lying, uh, there's, there's all of this you know, baggage that comes along with lying. Even if you're not lying oh, for yeah. any, you know, you're not hurting anyone. It's, it's still... Someday we'll tell the story of Jen's meeting Mark. Oh, goodness. 
that. And that's actually the perfect, we won't tell it right now. It's too long, but that's the perfect example. When I lie, I give way too many details. Yes. Way too many. (laughs) Because you want it to be specific, but at the same time, it's hard to remember all of these false details. And well, and I'm telling things that I never have to tell. Like nobody is going to care about the big butch truck for boys. (laughs) I care. (laughs) But I would say that. Because it would I, seem necessary in that moment. I care deeply. And then when, <laughs> when they are going to start doing the work and Jean bends down and starts um, kind of moving around in front of the sink saying, fix, 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 fix. <laughs> that is me too. <laughs> like, I've got to make some noise to show that something is happening. <laughs> and and do, don't people just say fix, fix, fix? <laughs> See, Brittany's better at than See, I am. That that's totally a plumbing noise, you guys. One hundred percent. But the uh, the moment when they fix the sink, yes, and they are so joyful, and it is so. It's it's like this manic love for one another. Come up here, I have to hold you. That is Jean talking to Bob. Yes. And then it's taking Bob too long to come up. So Jean is going to pull him up by his ears. His ears. And then they do this amazing embrace where uh, Bob picks Jean up and yes. kind of holds him for, you know, and they, and they're just. Because they did it. Not really, but they did it. It's so incredible. And then he keeps referring to himself as his sexy son. <laughs> The plumber, the father and sexy son plumbing team is yes. on it. Uh, the uh, the elderly gentleman saying, you two sure are excited about doing your job. It's <laughs> pretty I good, know, too. I know. I just love it. Yeah. I love that. Seriously, more doses of Gene and Bob having father and son moments. It reminds me of... Um, I guess, like I said, because Gene is so odd and maybe Bob doesn't know exactly how to respond to... There's a dynamic between parents and their children. You know, it's just you have to figure out a way to connect with your children. And the fact that Bob has found a way to connect with his son that he doesn't really quite understand Mm -hmm. is really spectacular. And it reminds me of um, that video that... Mark brought up the other day about this, the father who his son wanted to dress up as Elsa Mm -hmm. and they just got costumes together and sang to Frozen. Yeah. Cause maybe that's not that dad's thing. Frozen is not the dad's thing. Made his son so happy. But his son is that dad's thing. Yeah. And that's, that's the, like, that's exactly right. I don't have kids. Uh, I don't plan to have kids. Um, and, but, but I have this understanding that you've, you're creating a, an entire human being mm-hmm. and there is no guarantee that that human being is going to be anything like you or exactly how you anticipate right. them to be. And you still made that human being. Elliot actually was nothing what I expected and everything that makes me proud. Yeah. You still have to, you still have to find a way to understand this human being that you've made and, and fully and completely appreciate that. Yes. Because they can do amazing, spectacular things. Yeah. Cause you got to remember 
not none of them ex- asked to be here. Nope. You made them. And neither it's did your you. Job. <laughs> so remember that, bitches. Um, I don't know why I'm scolding people. <laughs> no, I think it's just it's just a matter of I think that that's one of the most brilliant subtle things about Bob's Burgers is they're I mean they're overtly but also very subtly inclusive mm-hmm. and kind and mm-hmm. warm and I just I love that because Bob is very butch in many ways but not in that kind of toxic way that no. seems to be I, I just love it. Yeah, I um was reading an article about uh, another show, uh, Kimmy Schmidt, uh, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which I've yes, I've which is that too. absolutely incredible, and I could probably have a podcast about that show as well. <laughs> yes, I, at least about um, Titus Andromeda. Oh, for sure, all of all of them. I mean, oh, I yeah. just anyway, but the article, and I'm bummed that it's going to be no longer. Um, but the article was about. Uh, the, I I think they called it the unbreakable kindness of Kimmy Schmidt and, and not the character, but the show. I mean, Kimmy Schmidt, the character is also kind, but the idea that they can jab at each other, uh, all of the characters and yet still 100% love each other. And there's this kindness infused throughout the show. That's what I think of with Bob's Burgers as well. And it's something that's discussed a lot on forums, um, in the Facebook group, on in, in articles, that part of the magic of Bob's Burgers is the fact that Bob is not the typical sitcom dad trope. Right. He is kind and loving. He gets fed up. He says things like, you're, you're all terrible, but he follows it up with, but you know, you're my family and yes. I love you, but I would fire you if I could. It's, the like, reality of what it is to be a family. The line, it, it is. That is that is dead on. And the line that he says to Gail, um, or no, it wasn't to Gail. It was at the end of that episode, our favorite um, Thanksgiving episode, mm-hmm. uh, where... You Gail know, making bobsled? Yeah. Or, because my favorite is uh, turkey in a can. Okay, mine was uh, Gail making anyway. bobsled. But he says at the end of that, that... You know, your family makes you crazy, but that's okay because that means you have one. That's true. And I think that that's beautiful. Yep. So good for you, Bob. I I love you very much and I wish you were real. Yeah. Um, So the only other thing to talk about is the end credits. Unless, Mm -hmm. did you have anything else on the booth story? Nope. That Um, was it. So the end credits is the family singing You Make Love and Fun by uh, Fleetwood Mac. I'm sorry. Only, only the lyrics aren't you make love and oh, fun. Oh, yes. Sorry, go ahead. They are you make plumbing fun. <laughs> yes, and I love it so because good. It, it carries on this idea of Bob and his son being like a great pair. Yes, He's, you know I love you, my son, and we make plumbing fun. Yes. and and also their Fleetwood Mac, the plumbers. <laughs> yes, and I, I just love the fact that they use that because honestly. I didn't think I was a Fleetwood Mac fan, but I kind of am. I'm definitely a Fleetwood Mac fan. I I just, it hadn't occurred to me Mm -hmm. before and I just know that I am. And Mm -hmm. so I love that song. Um, You know what that made me realize hmm. is that song itself is so amazing and their performance of it Mm -hmm. is so amazing that I, I, I kind of want to do that song on character karaoke right. i don't do i've only done karaoke Together. once and i did an amazing uh 
uh, Mama Said Knock You Out by yeah. LL Cool J. I, I'm really good at it. I did that same karaoke session with Jen, and for some reason I chose Queen's um, Somebody to Love, which, what the fuck, Brittany? <laughs> I mean, because it was Queen. But... We should do that. I want... Yeah. Totally. Um, and the other thing is the dynamic in the family, very much reminiscent of Land Family, except better. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they were all they were all singing together. Yeah. And, and like, Louise is yelling, yeah, yeah. And, like, everything is... But... You and I would sing together. Oh, for sure. No, I mean, I think... And Robert. By and large, our, the children would, mm-hmm. but our parents probably wouldn't participate. Mm. I think it depends on the song, but uh, does anybody want to go to karaoke with us? Is, if you guys are in Salt Lake City, hit us up. We'll go do some karaoke. We will karaoke the shit out of this town. It's going to happen. In fact, come to Salt Lake. We'll hang out with you. Yeah. Don't murder us because... It's not sexy to be murdered. Yeah, you don't you don't know where we live, so that's fine. <laughs> you don't know. Um, yeah, I think that's it. That's all. That's all I got. And yeah. I love this episode. And um, it's going to be one of my go tos. I can tell. Oh, for sure. It's just so cozy. But it's one of those that's it's very simple in many ways. Yes. But there's a lot to talk about. Yes. So. All right. Shall we do on entrepreneurs next time? Yeah. Let's do it. I think so. I think so. All right, girls and boys and those who aren't girls and boys that are something else that they identify by, which we love. (laughs) Let's try that again. Okay, (laughs) y'all. How about just y'all? Yeah. Uh, Thanks again for hanging in. Um, So I guess we'll just uh, see you on the next time. Yes, we will. Love you. All right. Love you, love you, love you. And goodbye. This has been an episode of Pod's Burgers. Our theme song is No Smoking by the Blue Dot Sessions. <laughs>